You're listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, with special sponsors, Rode Microphones, Source Elements, and Studio Bricks. My name's Rachel Naylor, and I'm your host. The VoiceOver Hour podcast takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry, sharing stories, insight. The VoiceOver Hour podcast will be dropping every Tuesday. It'll be up to an hour long, some interviews more, some less, and I'm going to be talking to wonderful experts in the voiceover industry who are going to share their stories as well as share information and advice for you. I started the VoiceOver Network five and a half years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together to help and support each other, to get the right information and to strengthen this amazing industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. This episode was recorded on the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio, the amazing all-in-one podcasting console from Rode Microphones. Hello and welcome to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network. Now we've got a Oh, a wonderful guest. I'm so excited to introduce our guest today. Uh, we have the amazing Debbie Derryberry. Hey, Debbie. Oh, hi, Rachel. Thanks Hello. so much for having me on your show. It's oh, great to be here. It's so good to have you. So let me do your little intro. So Debbie is a very well-known voice actor. She's the voice of Jimmy Neutron, Wednesday in the Adams Family cartoon, Draculara in Monsters High, Maureen Murphy in F for Family. Other credits include Vampirina, Doc McStuffin, Ben 10, Emoji Movie, Toy Story, and many more. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Boy, I feel all famous having you read off that list of things I've been in. <laughs> it's an amazing <laughs> list. And I tell Woo-hoo! you, guys, if you go to um, Debbie's IMDb page, it's incredible. I don't know how that happened. I, I've been in it so long. That's why. <laughs> Things just keep happening. My son is asking me, you know, because I, I have this TikTok channel. And um, I don't know. I, I For some reason, I got a bunch of followers. And my son is always finding new projects I've been in. And I do these TikTok videos. And, you know, I have 800,000 followers now and 15 million views. It's nuts. Wow. That is incredible. <laughs> But I didn't know that people liked my work so much. So, um, yeah, my head is enormously fat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so Debbie, tell us. And so tell everybody, how did you get into voiceovers, voice acting? I didn't plan it, Rachel. I was actually a pre-med at UCLA and I was a kinesiology major. And for my spare time, I would play my guitar and sing and busk on the streets in Westwood and when I graduated college, I decided I'm not going to med school. I'm moving to Nashville, Tennessee to do country music, where I m- met um, and divorced a husband and got my great last name, Derry Berry. And then I, you know, discovered cartoons and moved back to Los Angeles and started doing voiceover. I, the only sessions I got in Nashville singing were singing as a kid. Nobody would hire me as a grown-up. So I was like, all right, I got your number. So... 
Yeah, and then I got an agent in L.A., and I've been working straight away ever since. I'm, You know, I'm really fortunate. Not that it's an acting job, and I've always done acting. I started theater on stage when I was, like, eight, and I studied all through high school and in college. So I have had a lot of acting and theater training. Um, I don't want people to think that you just, like, fall into voiceover and there you are. I mean, I've always sang and written songs and studied uh, songwriting and sung and and fully immersed myself in harmonies. And I create uh, harmonies in my head. I'm like one of those chess players that sees the board, you know, in Gambit. And when you watch that movie... That's how my head is with harmonies. Like my, my I'm in this band and my my uh, partners will be like, what's the harmony on this portion of the bridge? And I'll be like, oh, this is it. Because my head just finds it. And so anyway, wow. all that to say that there was voiceover and there is a place for me to make a living when you sound like I do, which is, I don't know. I guess it's something people want to record. It's ridiculous. Yes. Oh, no, it's. And so you have worked on, I mean, you've worked on some huge movies, animations, video games, uh, and you're the voice of some very well-known characters, including Jimmy Neutron. So what's that like? Well, when, you know, in voiceover, you audition for anything that comes your way and you never really know what projects are going to explode or not. And that's how it was with Neutron um, or Johnny Quasar, as it was called. And then uh, there was some copyright infringement, so they had to change it to Jimmy Neutron. But, you know, everybody was auditioning for the role back, you know, what was it, 20, 21 years ago or so, 22 years ago. And I I was so not comfortable doing a little boy's voice. I was good with little girl's voices. That's what I did. And I thought to do a little boy's voice, because this is how I used to talk all the time before I learned how to do this. But... uh the girls I auditioned against were, you know, the women with the textured voices like like E.G. Daly or Pam Yadlon or, you know, Nancy Cartwright or it was Chris Kavanaugh. They had all this natural texture and I have to put that on. And now I can do it, but Jimmy Neutron doesn't have any texture. He is my little boy voice with no texture at all, right? There's no gravel in that voice. And it kind of comes out the side. You can see my face does this funny thing when I, well, you can't see it. But, Rachel, you can see it. We're looking at each other. You with your green hair. (laughs) Cute. So, you know, when I first auditioned for it, it was just an interstitial. They were like, just, it's a little, you know, like The Simpsons started out on the Tracy Allman show being these little shorts. And that's how Neutron was. And then they're like, oh, we like it. Let's do a feature. And then they were like, oh, we like it. Let's do a series. And they were like, oh, we like it. Let's do more. And... So it was just a magic combination of amazing actors, and I was just a straight guy, but they hired such funny people like Rob Paulson and Mark DiCarlo and um, Jeff Garcia, Megan Kavanaugh, just uh, people who could run funny circles all around straight, straight man Jimmy. And, of course, the creator, John Davis, who is one of the craziest, funniest, most wonderful people in the world and a dear friend. So it was lucky. Just lucky. Lucky, Rachel. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And so um, what would you say to anyone who's listening to this who is interested or who would like to work, you know, as a voice actor in animations? Oh, there's a good question. Read my book. There we go. (laughs) I wrote, um, (laughs) I get this question so much, Rachel. It's called Voice Over 101, How to 
how to succeed as a voice actor. Uh, you can get it on yeah. Amazon. You can go on my website and order one from me. But um, I've kind of put down everything I've learned over the years into a book. Uh, nice. But it is an acting job. So you must take acting classes and be an actor and know that voiceover is just one of many, many facets of acting. There is voice acting, uh, on-camera commercial acting, on-stage theater acting, uh, feature film acting, um, sitcom acting, one-camera, multi-cam, and all these different facets of acting have their own special set of skills and in voiceover alone, there are so many genres you can pursue. Announcing, narrating, video games, dubbing, animation, commercial. I've done most of them, but most of what I'm hired for is animation and commercial. And when it's commercials, it's always like an animated commercial. So um, that is where my niche is. That's my pigeonhole. Mm. And if people want to get into it, there are so many places to go. There's... You can study everyone on VO Buzz Weekly. They inter people, interview people all the time. There is D. Bradley Baker's website, I Want to Be a Voice Actor. There's my book. There are uh, workshops you can take with people all over the world. There's a... a there's the VoiceOver Network. There's the VoiceOver Network. <laughs> there's Voice Actors Network in Los Angeles. There's, um, you know, El Eliza Schneider teaches accents. There's... Um, Another one I was so, so I think the main thing is that training training training, training, training. Is important and and even and training you know even if you're experienced I mean I I still train and I think that it's so important as voice actors you know we're we're vocal athletes and and we need to continue to work on our craft right I mean aren't we always work on it even today I'm learning things I'm studying your accent as we go and we also have <laughs> to now be our own engineers and we learn something yes. new about engineering Every day. I mean, you do have to have a basic booth, but you don't need to spend a fortune. But you do need to have yeah. the basic equipment now and record at home. I mean, you don't have to, but it's, I don't know when this podcast is going to air, but you know, we are in a, a tremendous once in a century pandemic that is life and death. Yes. So you can yeah. work from home. It's, um, I, I wanted to mention something called the VORG, Voiceover Resource Guide. Just look it up online and you can yeah. order it. It's actually here in North Hollywood, but it's online and it gives you a lot of the places from um, that you can take classes. And believe me, anyone will take your money. So follow up on who you're taking from. Make sure they're yeah. legitimate. And it's constant study. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. This podcast is sponsored by Focusrite. Focusrite's range of Scarlet Audio interfaces has already helped make more recordings than any other interface in history. And with the third generation, you'll sound better than ever. The Scarlet is enabling millions of voiceover artists, musicians, podcasters, and content producers to record, mix, and playback audio in studio quality everywhere, all the time. Find out more at focusrite.com. Networking. Like, networking. So for me, I think networking is, like, is king. That's just one of the most important things that you can do as a voice actor. And that that was a big reason why I started the VoiceOver Network, because I wanted to create networking environments to go to. And I was like, where are they? Right, I'm going to do them myself. But how how would you, what would you say, you know, how important is networking, would you say, to your career? It's pretty much everything, because say one audition comes in and it's sent to the agents 
Well, it's sent to just say if it's in the United States alone, it might be in L.A., 12 top agents in L.A. They submit 20 people, 25 people each. So that's 12 times 25. That's a whole bunch of auditions somebody has to sit through. So when I get this audition and I look at it, I go, oh, this is the writer. This is the creator. Let me look on Facebook. Let me look on LinkedIn. Let me say hi to him. Oh, look it. We have this project in common. Let me mention that to him. And oh, he did this uh, video game. Let me look that up and see what the tone of that is. Let me, um, you know, you can reach out cross-platform. You can also create your own like you have done. There is all the social media. You need to have your Instagram. And because that's where acting, casting directors go is your Instagram to see what you've done. Yes, there's Twitter and TikTok and your Facebook, but mostly it's your Instagram that casting directors go to. So that has to be up and running. And it's a pain in the booty to get your social media uh, posted all the time. And it's a huge effort on my part. Yes, networking is key. And your agents have to have their good relationships with the people that are hiring in your pigeonhole. So my agent is stellar at knowing all the animation casting directors. But it's not only her job, it's my job. So I spend... if I'm, I'm not recording any sessions today, which is really nice. I'm taking a deep breath, but I'm so busy still. You have yeah. to just stay on it. Definitely. Definitely. And I love that that you, you know, and it is that thing, I think, so often it, it's all about going that extra, the extra mile, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all very yeah. well, you know, doing what, you know, doing the audition. Great. You get the audition. But what you do is you go that extra step where you're doing the research, you're going that little bit further, which which so many people just ugh, just get get the audition done, get it out there, send it off, done. But it is that it is that thing about success. It's the the people who go the extra mile that put in that little bit extra. Um, yeah, it makes a difference. They say um, that if something crosses in front of someone three times, then they might look at it. Mm-hmm. So for people that say, I submitted to agents and didn't hear anything back. Well, then you submit again. Well, I didn't hear anything. Then you submit again. Yes. And then they'll look yeah. and they go, oh, wait, I've seen that name. Or you have someone you know, you know, a lot of people um, shrink, shirk at, uh, at the, and I, I hate the word nepotism, but at letting someone you know open a door for you. Well, yeah. that's how it's done. That is how it's done. Yeah. So you've got to meet people and know people who can help you, um, you know, without it being too obvious. I'm friending you because your dad's famous. <laughs> I got your number. No, you want to um, take advantage when those opportunities come your way and walk through that open door because we get these opportunities seldom. But when they do happen, yeah. don't sit on it. You know, if you yeah. if your dad says, oh, you know what? I know someone over at Nickelodeon. And you go, oh, it's okay. I want to do it on my own. No, no. No, you let him make that call for you. (laughs) Right? Because that doesn't happen that often. So I don't want people to think that that's a bad thing. That's how it's done. I mean, look at Kate Hudson. Hello. There's a lot of pretty blondes who are good actors, but her mom's famous. Okay, it goes like this over and over and over again, and that is why. But you can you can create your own luck and and it is about, you know, if you're even if you're yeah, even if your your parents aren't famous and, you know, and I know, you know, there are actors that are like, oh, you know, that person's dad is a casting director and stuff. But but we can we can create our own luck as well. And and I'm, I'm a big oh, yeah. believer in that 
it's it's when preparation meets opportunity that is when luck happens so you've got to get I wish I could remember head. those great sayings yeah that's the perfect <laughs> way of saying it yeah how do you call it preparation meets opportunity yep so when i uh um talk to people who are like i want to take this casting to this agent workshop it's virtual and i get to meet the agent well is your demo ready no yeah. well you have to have at least your ducks in a row yes. so it's not something you just jump into without some foresight because yeah. making a demo is not cheap you have yeah. to find your engineer if you're tech savvy don't take your own opinion for your demo you need a director you need the right yeah. copy you need to see where your strengths and weaknesses are and um so be ready when that opportunity presents itself yeah absolutely absolutely um, and we are, you know, and I'm a big believer in the fact that we're surrounded by amazing opportunities every day. And it's and it's about, you know, it's about the, us grabbing hold of those opportunities. Um, but yes, but being ready, which is which is yes, absolutely. So um, and in terms of your career, um, what challenges have you kind of faced and, and how did you overcome them? Um, <clears throat> challenges. Um, well, I I sounded like a little baby all the time. I couldn't sound like a grown-up, or I didn't think I could. But I did one audition that I booked, which was like this. And so I wrecked my voice and had a node and had to do lots of exercises oh, and training. Oh, wow. I mean, I had the beginnings of one. So um, I fixed that, and yeah. I will never do that voice again. And I train other people how to not do that again. So that was a challenge, not being able to do little boys and uh, grown-up voices confidently. But I trained, and I'm still training, and now I feel confident. And, you know, when people hear me do seven characters from infants to ancients, that didn't just come overnight. Yeah. Like in F is for Family, I play two infants three teenagers, all with different accents and the affectations, and uh, two separate adults. And it's super great fun to explore that whole thing. So challenges, definitely being able to expand my range. Um, when everything went uh, virt uh, virtual or when we started auditioning from home, there was that challenge of not being very tech savvy and having to figure that out, how to figure out even what microphone was best for my voice. It's not easy. I went in to um, a specialty music uh, hardware store that only does that and had two people with me who I respect, and I went through nine microphones with three auditions each, actually four, five auditions each. That was 45 auditions of myself I listened to to pick a microphone, just wow. all that. So challenges in, in technology and software, um, I can't say I've run into challenges up till now for being um, a white female, but now there's the challenge of a lot less jobs available to me as a Caucasian uh, bec because uh, major corporations or uh, uh, jobs are requiring a bigger diversity ticket on their uh, cast. Yeah. So, you know, I've I've lost three or four major feature films this year because I am not of the, you know, I don't complete their ethnic spread. They have to have 
yeah. two from this ethnicity and down the line, which is awesome. I think that is so great. But it is a challenge on my end because now I have to figure out how I'm going to get jobs when there's less of them. And there's also the challenge of the 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 uh, starring parts are no longer available to us rank-and-file voice actors. They go to celebrities, on-camera celebrities, who don't know nothing about working behind a microphone. I call them the, the dokas, the darn on-camera actors. <laughs> Come and steal in my principal roles. So that's fine because we still have the, uh, the, the, the co-stars and, you know, the things that um, these one-note Charlie voices can't do. Like they'll call mm. me in for the squirrel or, you know, the character, the mushroom, the funny voiced thing that I'm trained to do. Yeah, I can offer that as a voice artist. So as a voice artist, you want to be, you know, really diversified. So that's mm. been another challenge, too. And um, going through motherhood has been it was a challenge. You know, my kid is grown now. Yeah. But when you have a kid, they, and now you're recording at home. They scream, they nap, they make noise, they have requirements of you. You're exhausted. Yeah. Um, do you have four hours to leave them and go to a session when you're breastfeeding? I know. Sorry, guys. You don't want to hear about that. But oh, no. there were challenges to go through as a mom. And I, I'm yeah. finding all these women in their 40s that are like, okay, I raised my kids. I'm ready to reenter voiceover now. Well, good. But when you did it, it was easier. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have to learn... Uh, software, you're going to have to get a home studio, and there's going to be less jobs because you're competing with people like me and Rachel. Yeah, who who, who carried on through. I mean, I, I remember after having, so I've got my two my two girls, and after Scarlett, I, she was two weeks old, and I remember I'd had a cesarean, <laughs> and I, was, I, I remember walking into Channel 4 because they asked me to come in for a promo, and I was sort of hobbling in. <laughs> right. But, you know, we, you know, we do, we do what we can. I mean, I, I, you know, I love on. it and you love it and, and, and that's yep. it. And it's, it's, you know, we're, we're lucky. I feel very grateful to, that we're able to do this wonderful, amazing job, but also yep. have a family and, and, you know, work, work around. It. But know? yes, it, it is challenging, but it's also, I think it's also incredibly rewarding. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And there's nothing else I want to do. Well, there's lots more I want to do, but I love <laughs> this job. We're so lucky to be in it. Oh, yeah. And, uh. It's just, uh, who would have known? I mean, I never in my life till I was finished with college even knew voiceover was a thing. Yeah. I didn't even know. Like, where was I? I thought Fred (laughs) Flintstone was just like Fred Flintstone. It didn't occur to me that that was someone's job. Yeah. And now, um, here I am. I don't know. Who would have thought? Bizarre. And, um... And so how have you found adapting to, obviously, the 2020 has been quite the year and, you know, there, there's been the pandemic and things have changed. And I, I think, I don't know if you've seen, but animation, there's still tons of work, if not more work because of the pandemic. But um, how have you adapted to this year? Um, the pandemic uh, has closed down so much on camera that voiceover has been the safe spot. So it mm. has exploded. Yeah. Even the, the television commercials you see now are mostly voiceover with graphic and picture. Yeah. And, uh, you know, cartoons are being, and features and, and uh, series are being dubbed from all over the world into English. So 
Um, I tend to do, you know, only union work, but there are so many series. I just finished dubbing a series from Spanish into English and um, because they need content. Yeah. So voiceover really has been, luckily, the one boat that has st- stayed afloat and it's crazy busy. Like I said, I'm I'm not working today. Well, I have auditions, but I don't have a recording session, which is kind of unusual now. It's very, very busy. Yeah. yeah. And because I have the home studio, luckily I had the foresight. Um, I mean, I've always had like a decent setup, but I had, I built a booth, an actual soundproof like booth Yeah. a couple years ago. And I spend all my time in this lovely little three by five box that's purple <laughs> and it's so fun. Awesome. Awesome. And then what do you think, what would you say, what do you think the key to a long-lasting career? Because obviously you've, you've had an amazing career um, in voiceovers and you've continued and you're still booking incredible jobs. What would you say, you know, to anyone listening, the key to having a long-lasting career in voiceovers is? I think you must realise that uh, when I say rank-and-file voiceover artist, I mean you are a working actor. There's very little... Uh, glamour associated with it and there's very little ego associated with it um you know humility and i mean people think i'm famous and i'm like what are you talking about i have a kid i pick up my dog's poop i gotta cook meals every day for my kid um (laughs) it feels uh just like i like the job and i have fun in it but it's humbling and there's there's no room for you know, I'll only work this job for this amount of money. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're getting scale. We work for scale. That's yeah. it. And so in answer to your question, it's um, it, you have to really enjoy the work and you have to enjoy the auditioning process because it is mostly auditioning. I do close to, mm, I don't know, 30 to 50 auditions a week. That's, you know, maybe 200 a month. I'm booking about one out of every 200. I mean, you only need one good one, right? Jimmy Neutron yes. is just one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I enjoy auditioning. Yes. And for you to say, for anyone to say, not you in particular, but to people say, oh, I didn't get that one, and to feel any sort of rejection from it, I think that's a wrong way to look at it because, uh, they found what they wanted. And it doesn't mean they didn't want you. It's meant that they wanted that other person. Or yeah. maybe they had to fill a diversity card. Or maybe they needed someone with six toes and you only had five. Yeah. Maybe it had nothing to do with you. Maybe they hired their friend's kid. So it's not about rejection. You have to actually enjoy the process and continue to study and just reinvent yourself constantly. Like I have this one student... Um, and he wants to be a giant, deep-voiced radio announcer. Mm. Well, he doesn't sound like that. I'm like, you know what you sound like is this. Or a woman that auditions and sounds like a, wants to sound like a, a little kid. And I'm yeah. like, you know, you sound like a witch. You don't sound like a little <laughs> kid. But guess what? You really sound like a witch. So let's pursue that. Yeah. Let's have you be realistic about what you can bring to the table and go from there. Just like, you know, when in acting classes, they have you do these, um, 
you call it, these research projects on yourself. Like you ask 10 people, what are the adjectives, how, how they would describe you? Yeah. And you have to ask people who will be honest. Yeah. Because, you know, if you come across as nerdy and nervous and um, New Yorky, uh, Woody Allen-ish, don't be insulted. There's tons of jobs for that. And if yeah. that's what naturally comes out of you, love it. I mean, look mm. at Eddie Deason. Has he not made a fabulous career out of Eddie Deason and Woody Allen? And people who are these character types. Not that we can't be a lot of other things. Yeah, I'm happy to do the mom role when they throw it at me. But they're not going to hire me for the mom. You kidding? No, they'll hire me for the baby or the kid. And then, oh, we have this other voice, but I get her for cheaper. If it's a third voice, we'll give it to her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think people need to embrace who they are. Nice. Oh my gosh, I'm so smacky. I need water so bad. Can you oh. hear me? You guys hear that? That's yeah, called mouth smack. Yes. And you need to drink water or eat grapes or me, barbecue potato chips. But I'm not recording today, <laughs> so that's all right. I'll sip the oh, last Oh, amazing. Coffee. You've shared like such incredible advice, um, Debbie. It's been wonderful. I just wanted to kind of finish off by saying, what would you say to, what advice would you give to a young Debbie? Um, I would say to get your outer shell hardened up. Make sure that voiceover is what you love more than anything in the world. And if you're not sure, take a bunch of classes and try it out. Yes, I do teach, but there are tons of people that teach. Um, dive in. See how you like it. See if and it, there's lots of ways that you can audition and see if you get attention other than doing your demo and getting an agent, I think. So I guess I don't I don't know. There's no rule book. There's no roadmap. But just keep plugging along and everything I've said um, will give you one more thing to do. You know, like just listening to this podcast, may you may have written some things down and just keep at that to-do list. Keep plugging along. Always do. Somebody always told me to do something for your career every day. Every day. Even if it's little. Like I have to go back and edit uh, a book I'm writing. Yeah. And, I ha and I have a couple auditions that I have to do. Um, yes. What else? I, I don't know. There's always something to do. But it's that thing of just keep, keep stepping forward just keep stepping you know just exactly keep stepping forward and um and going the extra mile so yes. um awesome wow it's been amazing debbie thank you so much for um, thank you rachel all, for all the incredible advice and uh, it's just been such a pleasure having you on the voiceover hour podcast my pleasure just a, a plug if i may yes um, go for it my website is uh debbiederryberry.com which is d-e-b-i D-E-R-R-Y-B-E-R-R-Y.com. Uh, it's the same for my Instagram and my Twitter and my TikTok. Love to have you on my TikTok. And um, yeah, I have my book and a bunch of intro videos. That's the other thing I forgot to mention on my website. There's a couple little inexpensive videos you can watch and buy just to kind of see if maybe this is for you. Awesome. So thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, everyone. Take care. Thank you for listening. And um, yes, stay safe. Stay safe. Got a blast. Thank you for listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network with special sponsors Rode Microphones, Source Elements, Studio Bricks, and 
Focusrite. The Buzz magazine is actually the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. It's available globally, in print and online, and in English and Spanish. It's a quarterly magazine and it's filled with reviews, interviews, stories, up-to-date information. The Buzz magazine is a wonderful platform that builds bridges for voiceover communities around the world to come together to share relevant information. And I'm incredibly proud of it. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode where we bring you more behind-the-scenes stories in the voiceover industry. You're listening to a Podcast Company podcast. This was made by Podcast Syndicator, where we help you go from start to grow to making money with your podcast. Let us help you share your message and your voice with the world. Reach out now, Jason at PodcastSyndicator.com or Brett at PodcastSyndicator.com to find out more. Thank you for listening and do come back to hear nothing but the best podcasts.